0: Hello everyone and welcome to Kumandra, the neighboring country of Wakanda. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> welcome to the, another episode of Deadline's New Hollywood Podcast. My name is Dino Ray Ramos.
1: I'm Amanda Nduka and if you haven't seen Raya and the Last Dragon you probably won't get that reference but once you see <laughs> it you'll, uh, you'll understand it. Um, so for this episode who do we have Dino?
0: We have Kelly Marie Tran, who I I don't know if we, they caught this in the recording, but um, uh, I called her the notorious KMT. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you like you like to give people nicknames. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: And I then she she everything. she was living for it.
1: Yeah, no, she's she she's great. I mean, she's so she's the star of um uh, uh Ryan the Last Dragon. It's on Disney Channel. Uh, I guess it's
0: not Disney. Plus. Channel.
1: Disney Plus. And then, and also <laughs> it's gonna be released in theaters. I think it's like it's part of their premium um yeah. play. Like but, how Mulan
0: was released. Yeah, it, it's kind of but, guys,
1: like guys, it is. This movie is definitely a must see. I, Dina you I, I saw you you were tweeting like straight after you watched.
0: It. <laughs> I tweeted I was like was, I, okay like, so I'm gonna be honest I was watching it laying on my couch as you do during a pandemic and there's a there's parts where I just started to like oh crying and I didn't even notice. It's yeah. such a I think Asian or not I mean it will speak to the Asian community but the How it speaks to the strength of community—it's just
1: definitely a universal film, a universal message. Um, Kelly is amazing, you guys. Lovely, she's so. I know people are like, you guys like, you guys always say everybody's, but we have really dope guests on this on this podcast.
0: I mean, we're a Glad Media Award recipient, so we have to. We have, and also it's just we make dreams come true, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Kelly is just—I think. So delightful and so fun to talk to. We talk about Raya obviously, and she's been through it with social media, and I'm glad you know we talked about that as well. Yeah, and she deserves all the things to be right, honest with you. Right. And this movie, I think, it, it's I think it's it's just a game changer in terms of another kind of representation movie, especially specifically for Southeast Asians, yeah. uh, But the Asian community as well, and yeah, I loved it. I, I mean, come on. Yeah. It's, it's I want to dress up as Raya. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> about to see a whole bunch of Raya costumes.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, a bunch of Raya cosplay. Uh, uh, Namaari, I think is gonna be a popular one too. Yes.
1: You know, because... And um uh, Sisu. Oh like
0: Yeah, Awapina.
1: yeah <laughs> character. Oh my gosh, you're gonna love, you're gonna love that dragon. It's yeah. Like, it's it's literally, it's like her personality. It was it, it was genius how they how they put this together.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, Kelly is great. Uh, we we talk about a lot, so we're gonna stop talking and we're gonna let you listen to the episode with Kelly Marie Tran. Mm-hmm. Kelly Marie Tran, the notorious KMT. Thank you. Oh, am I notorious? <laughs>
2: Okay, let's do this. <laughs> thank you, okay.
0: thank you so much for 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 joining us here on um Deadline's New Hollywood podcast. We've been following your career. I well, we all have, and love to see it. Love to see all the success. Okay, and I want to say that I just watched Raya last night. I could not stop crying, and I feel like crying right now too, <laughs> just because. Especially that ending. What the that hell are you going to do to us?
2: I know. <laughs> Thank you for saying all those nice things, first of all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah this movie is really special to me. It means a lot to me that it spoke to you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but before we get into to, to that, you know, on the podcast, we, we really love to talk about kind of origin stories, you know. I guess like first you know where did you even get the urge you know to to perform or be an actor and you know going to that I'll ask you the typical you know Asian parent story where your parents supportive of <laughs> um, even like just immigrant family because every time an immigrant family or second gen generation try to go into the arts or try to go into something something that's not engineering. Where did you get the, that urge to act and um, kind of your your family support and just kind of all immigrant families have or children of immigrants have a similar story similar story of people going into the arts but can you just talk to you about your origin story and your your desire to be an actor?
2: Yeah of course um So yeah, I grew up in San Diego. Um, My parents are both boat refugees from the Vietnam War. Um, They came to America in 78 and both didn't really have, were sort of in their later uh, teen years, early 20s. So they were sort of in this position where they uh, didn't really have the ability to get an education, they had to immediately get jobs to support their younger siblings who also came over with them Mm. Um, so growing up my parents you know saved every penny they had we never really went on vacation we never really um they never really bought new clothes for themselves and Mm. they saved all that money so that we could buy a house in a school district with really good schools like good public schools Mm. Um, and they always emphasized from the very beginning, the importance of education for someone's future. And, and I, I see it now, you know, as an adult looking back on this, I'm recognizing that so much of the things that they believed in and the ways they interacted with me were because they wanted my life to be better than theirs. Like they didn't get to have education. So of course they wanted to advocate for education. Yeah. Um, of course, they didn't understand when I said I wanted to pursue acting because they lived, they came from a world where they didn't ever have the luxury of thinking about having a dream. Like that is a privilege in itself to sit in a position yeah. you know, where mm. you can get in a place where you're like, oh, what's gonna make me fulfilled? Like mm. the majority of the world doesn't get to think of what's gonna make them fulfilled. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: yeah, you know?
2: So yeah, so my my parents, um, yeah, as, at a really young age, I started singing in church choir, I think when I was like in kindergarten and then through school, I continued to sing. And then in high school, I got into musical theater and that was sort of my first foray into acting. Mm. Um, and I knew I wanted to pursue it but I didn't know how I didn't know anyone who had ever done that before and because of that it felt really impossible and and also we can talk about um how at the time when I was that age there was even less representation than there is now and mm-hmm. so I never saw anyone like myself doing the things that I wanted to do so it just seemed insane
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, that coupled with the idea that my parents you know <laughs> don't want to don't want to like perpetuate a stereotype but they definitely wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer
1: we always talk about that on this podcast like my parents wouldn't be they still to this day ask me like when am I going to med school like you know, <laughs> it's not too late to apply and I'm just right.
2: like Same, yeah <laughs>
1: they're like so like this hobby is
2: like cute and everything. <laughs> that,
0: that was great. and then like even like with journalism it was just like like My parents were like, "Oh, okay, so what's the fallback?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Kelly, you mentioned
1: this before, but I want to ask you, when was the first time that you, you can recall feeling seen or feeling represented on screen? Mm.
2: I've been talking about this movie a lot, but honestly, it's probably Mulan, the animated mm-hmm. film. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that was one of the first times, because it came out in 1998 and I was born in 89, so I was not even 10. And that was the first time I felt like, oh, there's like a princess that looks like me. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I don't I don't think as kids, you know, we're living in a world now where we have all the shared vocabulary. We know what we mean when we're saying like, representation in media. We know what we're saying when we're talking about what being triggered is, we know all these words. We didn't have those words when I was yeah. a
1: kid. Right. Yeah.
2: And so mm-hmm. I think I had this desire to see myself represented, but I didn't even know how to put that into words. Like I didn't even know what that feeling was.
0: Mm-hmm. And then
2: to then, see that movie um yeah it it, (laughs) that movie was was one of my favorites I think for that reason
0: yeah I mean I'm so glad you mentioned that you know I remember seeing Mulan coming out for the first time and I wasn't as connected with my Asian heritage as I was I am now but there's like kind of this inherent you're just like excited you're just like oh this this is different you know because Honestly, I was so used to just seeing the dominant culture, Ie white culture on TV. And when you see yourself, you're like, "Oh, I feel weird, but in yeah, a good like, way."
1: <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, "Wait, I didn't know other people knew that." Like it's 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 Yeah. Really, it's like a really like fun experience when you see people that like have like commonalities with you and they're on TV. Yeah, definitely, but I was born in 88, so I like I know back I didn't really get. Yeah. Get that or, yeah. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> when I was watching Raya last night, I kept on thinking to myself. I was like, "I'm so jealous of this new generation," you know. And and I, they don't even. Know. Oh, <laughs> and I was just like, "This <laughs> must." Have... I we you
2: know what we had. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: Oh no! I was just like, oh, "Is this how? Is this how white people feel all the time?" I was just like, because uh, I was just like. If I had this as a kid, if I I knew that someone, because obviously Riot is an amalgamation of a lot of Southeast Asian cultures. And I see Filipino in it, I see Vietnamese, I see Thai, I see all of this and I'm all, oh my God, I feel so seen. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, wait a second. Could this have been happening all this time in my 40 years of living?
2: (laughs) right now if this came out in 1994 or something yeah exactly I know, right
0: <laughs> but yeah. yeah like so like navigating through your career you know how it just ha- has even like going to milan you know and you're, you're kind of seeing yourself how has your own identity informed your own choices and kind of even just the agency that you have on, on your career
2: huge i mean i think that uh you know, the first, the absolute first thing I think about as I'm reading a script and as I'm considering a project is one, am I going, is this somehow going to perpetuate a stereotype about the group of people that, you know, people see me representing? And that is the, one of the biggest criteria for me. I never want to feel like I'm perpetuating um, a negative stereotype or, or Continuing to um, support some sort of like huge generalization about any group of people, I think that that is really important to me. The second thing is, um, is it is it a story that is uh, going to make me a better person? Am I mm. am I going to get out of playing this character and feel? changed or feel different in a way that I wouldn't have been if I didn't. Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) That makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, I never thought coming into this that I would ever be in a position where I could say no to anything. You know, I was very much not even, you know, I started, Jedi came out in 2017, and before that, I was working a day job and hopefully booking one commercial every two years you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. um it was a very very different world and so i i went from this place of scarcity to going to this place of now being in a position where i can really look at what kind of legacy i want to leave behind Mm. yeah and i sort of recognize the privilege that i have but i also recognize how important it is for me to be thoughtful because i have that privilege Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's great, I, mean, I think. And now we have Raya and The Last Dragon. And ever since the announcement of this movie, you know, especially with the Asian community, and I want to say this out loud, um, I, I tweeted this, and I was just like, oh, I hope Kumanda and Wakanda are neighboring countries, because they should be. <laughs>
1: Oh, um, <laughs> wouldn't that be amazing though like just <laughs> <laughs> like neighboring
0: country because i could see it i could see because I, I i tweeted it and then there's a picture of raya kind of overlooking heart or or come and then you have a uh, uh, flag panther and him overlooking wakanda and i was all this could happen this could happen anyways um <laughs> i
2: love that i love that pitch it to
1: disney but, Oh my God. uh,
0: Black Panther and Raya crossover. That's what we need. But you know, when you first read Raya, what was your initial reaction?
2: I've never had an experience before where I walked into the room and I was given the sides or whatever scene I was reading and I looked at it and I recognized immediately different words and I recognized immediately references to my culture, and it was absolutely overwhelming. I think I journaled about it because I was mm-hmm. like, This is a big moment.
0: Mm. And it was,
2: that moment, um, felt like what you were saying before. You're like, Is this what it feels like for white people always? Like, is that- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Because for me, it feels like, Man, I'm like a 30 year old adult and I'm barely able to hold it together feeling this right now. <laughs> it's so rare, so mm. rare. Um, but yeah, I think. Too, you know, not just with Raya, but with Namari and with Sisu and all of these other characters in this movie. There's so many cool characters, and I know,
0: every one of there. them, I love
1: yeah, the cast: uh, Ch- Sandra Oh, Daniel Davis, yes. Zach, Aquafina,
0: yes. of course, Awkwafina. and Gemma Chan. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, I'm to I'm to I'm not gonna lie. Namari is working it; like she <laughs> it is works. <laughs> Yeah. Raya is like, they have their different styles, you know, but I, I want to say <laughs> Namari yeah. is working that, that haircut.
2: <laughs> she is, I've said this many times, one of my favorite lines in the movie is when I refer to Namari as Princess Undercut. That's one of my favorite <laughs> <That's lines.
1: funny. laughs> um, Yeah. So, so seeing how is, how you know this character is an amalgamation of of you know like um, um uh, Dino said different south asian uh uh cultures how and, and you know um how, how did you or how much of yourself did you inject into this character would you say like how 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 did you and and were there things about her that you just immediately connected with um like qualities about her that you immediately connected with when you first when you first read her
2: yeah absolutely uh so much of um, Raya felt like she was already inside of me, which sounds really, really strange and weird. <laughs> but there are a lot of moments in recording where I felt, um, I felt really connected to the circumstances in which she found herself in. And one of those moments I think was the prayer moment where she um, is sort of at her last, Effort. She feels like she has been traveling for six years to do this thing that she's not even sure will pay off. And she's so desperate in that moment. And I remember um, that being one of the moments where I really felt like, okay, I've been here before.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: I want to authentically capture what it was like to be here and Don and Carlos who directed this movie um, are just they're amazing and, and they were really wonderful about cultivating a space for their actors where it felt like we could just go off script and we could improvise and we can in, like inject ourselves into these characters. And and for me, that was a moment where um, we were able to improvise a lot of that scene in the room and it made it into the movie, which I think is just so special and incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, lots, lots, of, lots of scenes and I think lots of moments and lots of parts of this chara- character I feel are uh, inside of me. And I, I don't think that I can really uh, I don't really that
1: I can. I don't know if I can tell them apart sometimes. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, the film has so many. I mean, obviously, you can't help but but pick pick out the relevant themes um, that this film that this film holds with with our current with our current um, I guess climate, if you want to say. What do you first of all? What was your reaction when you first uh, saw the film uh, in its entirety? And what do you hope audiences will take away from it? Um.
2: My first reaction after seeing that ending was absolutely just like crying a lot. Um,
0: yep, yep. I was on the couch. <laughs> yeah. I was just like a why? Why are we doing You're like,
2: this? These are animated characters. Yes. Why are we doing so much right now? <laughs> I mean,
0: I don't want to ruin it for or like, I, I want to talk about it. I mean, yeah. just, no spoilers, just like <laughs> what happens with that group at the end? I was just like, oh. Oh my God, I was just like
2: this. <laughs> I think we can talk about it in a general sense. I mean, yeah. um, Amanda, when you were asking about like what I want audiences to take away, I think the answer is that it's the same thing that I want to take away from this experience, and that is the idea that despite the wor- the world being so divided and being so broken and feeling like every day you're reading something in the news or hearing a story about how just how broken it is. I think this movie does a really good job of reminding, at least for me, reminding me that deep down in my heart and in my soul, I wanna believe there's a world better than the one that we're living in. Mm. And maybe if I take the first, if I'm brave enough to take a step towards fighting for that world, even knowing that I'm not sure if it can even exist, that is one of the bravest, most courageous things a person can do. Mm. Um, It's something I wanna take away. from this movie. And I I hope that people take that away too.
0: I mean, also, you know, the the film is just so striking, like, and also the fights, the fight scenes, I guess, between you and Gemma. Yes. (laughs) I mean, mean, those were intense. I mean, did you, (laughs) Did you have to like reenact anything? <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> oh. I, I always wonder like whenever voice actors, because when you, you see like the 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 animations being all like you know super animated and and big, I'm I like I wonder how the voice actors are, are looking at that point. <laughs> yeah, like did they what did, they, did the, the, did the animators? Like, oh I wonder how, how Kelly delivered this. Like <laughs> Yeah,
0: because I, I honestly could see your some of your facial expressions, like even all the actors and like even Aquafina as you know, Zizou, it's that is like robin williams genie level fun and and, and hard so good.
2: yeah like what yes, she did yeah. with
0: that and then like what you did with raya is like i saw my sister and you like she looked like my sister like you look like my sister not you but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, but uh yeah so like did like how in terms of physicality of 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 this of an animated role, like, I'm always curious, like, did you have to work with animators or like, did you do facial exercises? I don't know.
2: Yeah, how do you prepare? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so every, first of all, every session that we're recording is like recorded by a camera so that the animators can see what we're doing with our faces and our bodies. So that's the first thing. Um, and the second thing is I did not have to do any of those stunts. <laughs> I would have loved to do them. I would have loved to learn how to do them. Um, it is really awkward when you're doing a fight scene because it's a lot of grunting. And um...
0: <laughs> so, you just, was, this, was there just a session where you just were like a oh, now grunt?
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah, and you don't have the animation in front of you. So you're not seeing like what these characters are doing. So yeah, there were tons of times where I would just pretend to be fighting someone and just like let the sounds come out of my body, um, which was really fun and interesting. Um, But yeah, in terms of, uh, what or how we got to capture a lot of people's facial expressions, that that all of that credit goes to the animation team and the, and the character teams and just the people building this movie together. I mean, at one point, because we're in COVID, there were over 450 people working from their own homes in different places to, to, oh,
0: wow. to
2: make what you saw. Um, So yeah, the ability to capture Aquafina's essence and Daniel Day Kim's essence and all of these like such recognizable, iconic actors like in our community. I I give all that credit to the animation team, truly. Yeah, Yeah. it's just from watching the tapes of us. Yeah,
0: like even like that one point where you see Raya getting really angry, I felt her rage. (laughs) I was just like, oh, she about to go off, like. (laughs) (laughs) Because like, yeah. she was like heaving, and I was just like, oh, and then she was like kind of storming, you know, the, the you know going after Namari, and I was just like, oh my god, I feel it, I feel that she is like genuinely pissed.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and also, let's talk about that for a moment. <laughs> one of my favorite moments in the movie because it's one of the only times I I remember watching Disney animated movies like growing up. I don't think I've ever seen a character allowed to be that angry. <laughs>
0: I haven't either, unless it's a villain but you know yeah yeah yeah.
2: justifiably angry
0: yeah Mm -hmm.
2: and it just made me feel so good that we're bringing this character in the world this this woman who gets to be sad and vulnerable and funny and witty and sarcastic and brave and courageous and angry yeah (laughs) to be able to you know as a kid see that entire trajectory and and someone who's um experiencing the wealth of human emotion like that's a really really powerful thing um yeah and then to see her uh recognize that she's being blinded by her own anger and the only thing that takes her out of it is 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 recognizing her community and, and seeing her friends
1: and it's just so emotional i'm like getting no emotional. it is it's very emotional <laughs> sometimes like you you can't help but just draw the parallels like this is this is something this is a film that we need to see you know yeah
0: it's that we and need. It, it's like you know the timing is so eerie in this way um yeah. because it comes at a time when the asian and asian american community are under attack and they're being violently attacked and we're scared for our parents, mostly for, you know, I'm scared for my parents in the Bay Area wondering like if they go to Safeway, if they're gonna get attacked just for being the way they look. Um, But how do you hope uh, Raya and and the representation of Asian culture create unity among the, the Asian community, which is super siloed and also kind of serves this call to action to, to, to allies.
2: Yeah, it's it's crazy because, you know, making a movie like this is takes years and years and years. There's no way in the world that you could really predict what would be happening in the current world when your movie releases, if that makes sense. So mm-hmm. the fact that all of these things are happening at the same time as this movie comes out to me Feels like a sign from the universe or something knowing that so many people are feeling so rightfully upset unjustifiably angry um because of the it feels like a constant barrage of injustices happening in the world and then to be able to have something like celebrates from at the same time and is a moment that can be a moment of celebration and a moment of joy and I think all of us sitting here can recognize that sometimes in a world that is constantly attacking you and making you feel like you don't belong feeling joy and being proud is an act of rebellion (laughs) Um, and I'm really really happy that this movie happens to coincide um, with a time where I think a lot of people are feeling afraid
1: Mm -hmm. and
2: feeling rightfully um, angry and I hope that this can bring a little bit of joy into um recognizing that our community has something to celebrate at the same time.
0: Yeah I mean I think that was like there was a I don't know the, like I don't know what, what the exact moment but you know I, I, I am gonna probably spoiler alert you know just like <laughs> at, at the end what what Raya does and and kind of just is like kind of this whole narrative of being the better person, mm-hmm. being above yeah. hate and being above and I think I want to say that maybe even every marginalized community, whether it be Black, Asian, Latino, uh, even disabled and, and, and queer community, th- we are all in a way divided, but it, especially within the Asian community and just to see these kind of sex like from from, from Kumandra kind of come together and it, what it represents, that's what got me. Like, I was just like, when I when I watched that ending, I was all, this is like really creepy because this is what we need. This is what the Asian community needs. This is what the community as a whole needs because I was just like, how how, how did Disney know this was gonna happen? <laughs> or like, how did they know that this is what we're gonna need at this time?
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, (laughs) I agree. Like, just the, I, again, that was, that's the one thing that I want to take away from this experience. And the one thing that I hope people take away from it, um, to quote Michelle Obama, you know, when they go low, we go high. Like, (laughs) it really is sort of that same mentality of like, oh, man, if we can just step out of ourselves for one minute and think about the bigger picture and think about the kind of world that we want to live in can we take our own like self-interest out of that and then work for the greater good um even if it seems so impossible yeah it's it really hits you hard
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah, no that's what it it was it's definitely like I said it's a must-see movie it's so timely and it, it and it can apply to like I said like you said Dino anybody right now like we are so divided and we, we need to, we need to figure out what what that is and how to sort of come back together so so this this movie really did serve that and i'm and i'm really glad um and i and, I, and i'm and also you kelly i know it throughout your career you also sort of embodied this uh go you know we go high um quote um you know i i, I read your, your your new york times piece um oh god yes yeah, and it was just like i i this i I was like, this girl is so brave. Like you could, you could have just retreated and, and you know, turned, but you, you literally stood up to the two people that were, that were being racist and were saying really like bad things to you. So I really commend you for that. And I, and I'm glad that we get to like people, like my little cousins and little, get to have somebody like you to look up to.
0: Yeah, it's like what you did and like, cause there's so much trash out there. Let's just be yeah. honest. there's <laughs> <And, laughs> a lot of trash. And, Oftentimes, a lot of people in the margins are taught to say, "Just take it because it's not worth fighting." Right. You yeah. were just like, you know what? No. <laughs> you know what like? <laughs> it's like it, it's kind of like shake the table. It's it, no, no more. You know, we can't just kind of keep our heads down and and, and yeah. You
2: just, thank you, thank you for saying that. That that means a lot to me. And and I think that what's crazy about this time is um. You know, I think what we're really recognizing for the first time is that just because something happens a lot doesn't mean that we should normalize it. It doesn't mean that we should be okay with it. And it doesn't mean that we have to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a big lesson for me. Cause you know, I had all these voices telling me like, don't leave the internet because you can have brand partnerships. And in my head, I'm like, I'm not here to sell flat tummy you but okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then there's, you know, people saying like, well, that just happens with everyone. That's just how it is. And I'm like, yeah, but that's, I'm not okay with that.
0: Like, yeah. that's how it
2: should be. And I I I recognize that there are good things about social media, like, especially, you know, going back to just bringing attention to the horrific attacks on the Asian community. That was something that social social media helps with. Um, but same, there's something... For me personally, I think everyone needs to make their own personal decisions, but I'm really grateful for my own mental health that I, I was able to just show up for myself in that yeah, way. Um,
1: I mean is, it's powerful.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I think I think also is it kind of just shows kind of the strength of like how the Asian community or just everyone came behind you, you know, and like kind of it's like got your back and again kind of showing this the story of community and the need for community. Yes. Because I think that's where it starts, right? We can't just fight something that's totally trash and, and irrehensible, you know, without having the foundation of a strong community to have your back. Yeah. And um, I, I think that like, that is what, I mean, cheesy or not, you know, it's just like, that's what Raya taught me. Um, <laughs> it's like,
1: that's uh... what Raya is all about. Like, uh, it's yeah. yeah. It's true. Um, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I absolutely see. Um, her arc as someone who doesn't trust anyone and who's afraid to have community and then going to a place where she has this community that ends up saving her. Like even just by when she's in that place where she's really angry and she's blinded by her anger and just seeing, just looking at her friends and that, Taps her out of it immediately. Mm-mm. Like oh, yeah, yeah.
0: And like, also the movie passes the bechdel test. Let's say, let's just put that in there. <laughs> let's,
1: let's put that in there. You didn't know We so you love know. to see it.
0: <laughs> they don't need no man. They don't need no partner. They're just themselves. I'm just saying that because I'm also single. So if anyone else... has <laughs>
1: oh it okay. kind of just validates my
0: singledom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, Kelly, so before, so obviously Ryan, the Last Dragon comes out March 5th, what's next for you? What can you tell us?
0: And we're mm-hmm. deadlined, so we could break news right now.
1: <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I do have a that I'm not allowed to talk about, but I will say just in
2: general, in terms of what my, where my career is going and what I want it to look like,
0: mm-hmm.
2: um, I really want to just keep doing things that scare me, and I think that thus far that has really served me well, and I think like you guys said, you know, I am really grateful that I've had a community that has sort of helped me through this entire process. I was horrified of of being seen <laughs> again, kind mm-hmm. of, you know, but I, I've been really well supported and I'm really, really um, grateful to continue to work in this world. And, and I hope to keep telling um, powerful stories and I, I hope to keep, um, breaking barriers and uh I-, I hope to also open doors for other people so yeah.
0: Yeah. yes come yeah. on Ro- rose Tico uh spin off <laughs> on disney plus let's do it <laughs> 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 let's do it guys and if you need an executive producer i'm available no, I'm just <laughs> <You
1: know.
0: laughs> me i'm just being trash and holding myself out i'm sorry guys i love it i love it (laughs) um so um we we like to end our podcast kelly with uh one question we ask everyone you know uh is there an underrepresented voice in the industry in film and tv whether it's an actor writer producer Mm -hmm. creator that is not in the mainstream or that kind of just doesn't get enough enough shine that you yeah. think people need to know about. I mean, if you have a long list, let us know, but you know, if there's, you know, yeah. feel free to shout people out.
2: I have so many, but the one person that has been on the top of my mind lately is this um director named Issa Lopez. Do you know her? No. Oh my God, she's incredible. She did this movie called Tigers Are Not Afraid. Oh wait, yes,
0: yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I know the movie, okay. Yeah.
2: She is, that movie just is one of my favorite movies and just stays with me. And the way that she's able to capture the tumultuousness of war, in addition to having it be a movie filled with magic is just incredible. So I think that she's, if she's not already doing like incredible huge things, I think she will be in the next few years or so. So yeah.
1: Yes. Kelly Marie Tran, thank you so much for joining us today. We are so and thank you
0: for making us cry.
1: Yes, (laughs) go see go see Raya out March fifth. Yes, thank you so much, Kelly. (laughs)